Chapter 2, Don't Be Critical. Don't get me wrong. There's a time to be critical, and I'm all about critical thinking. The single most important thing I learned in four years of college was how to think critically. But this book will be completely lost on you if your approach is to point out all the problems and shortcomings of the Japanese. When I first went to Japan in 2000, I remember driving down the road on the bus and my sensei Brad said, don't be critical. Brad had a good handle on why this was important because he was raised in Japan and for all intents and purposes, while he was an Anglo, he spoke and thought like the Japanese. He knew the shortcomings of this culture and it frustrated him on many occasions, but he warned us that if we went around finding all the faults in the things the Japanese did, we would inevitably miss all the smart things they were doing. The goal of the trip was to learn and adapt to the smart principles. This book is about all the positive things that the Japanese culture has to offer. Indeed, my life is dramatically better because of those principles and concepts. And I shudder to think about what my life would look like if I had been blinded by a critical spirit. Brad's advice to me was the most salient a young student of the Japanese culture could ever receive. I have met many people that are critical of Japan and the Japanese culture. They missed all the beautiful aspects and accomplishments of these amazing people. But I have also read many books by those who are mesmerized by the Japanese. Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, described his first trip to Japan as one of the most amazing experiences. Steve Jobs was another one who understood the extraordinary culture of the Japanese way of thinking. This is my perspective. It is not totally positive, but for the most part, it has been nothing but a beneficial experience of learning and deep understanding. I write this book with deep gratitude, the same gratitude that I have for my imperfect parents who did an extraordinary job of teaching and training me and raising me with very limited resources. Were my parents perfect? Not even close. Did they make mistakes? Absolutely. However, I did not replay those mistakes in my mind over and over again. I learned from them, and I have incredible gratitude. They made such a valiant effort to raise and nurture my brother and me. It is best to seek to understand and not be understood. Don't look at Japan with the filter of the way you do things. Instead, seek intensely to understand why they do things. On my fourth trip to Japan, Norman Bodick, the leader of the trip, said something I will never forget. It is a little crude, so forgive me, but the point is powerful. After World War II, the Japanese successfully learned from the Americans how to build a powerful manufacturing economy. In large measure, they copied what the Americans were doing and then in typical Japanese fashion, improved everything. Not only did they improve everything, but they figured out a way to sustain everything, just like they have so effectively sustained their culture and their traditions. 
Norman's admonishment to us was that we should suck off the tit of the Japanese culture. We need to learn from them because they were so astute at learning from us. On a recent trip to Vietnam, I observed a mama cow walking through a field, and her calf was following close behind. The calf was moving from side to side, trying to feed. There was a ton of milk to be had, but this little calf had to work hard to get to it. For me, the mama cow is Japan, filled with tons of nourishment to make our body strong. Sure, she's not perfect, but she has some amazing nutrition to share with us. I am that little calf. I'm moving back and forth trying to learn frantically as much as I can. The question is, who are you? A humble little calf toggling back and forth, trying to frantically drink in all the wisdom and nourishment? The one thing, suck off the tit and be a sponge. Don't criticize.